from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Rubin, thank you. I am Mike, my wife, Ginny, the co-host with us. Hello. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. I told you I had wow. a burp. Well, you, you guzzled that Coca-Cola down. You must have been excited about that Bengals win just a few no, moments ago. No, I wasn't. I could care less. Well, I don't know. It's pretty big. We'll get to that here in just a few seconds. But uh, thanks for listening to wherever the hell uh, you're listening to. Nice, Espe- Mike. Especially uh, uh, Spotify, which, as we all know, is uh, Neil Young's favorite platform. Uh, what about Podbean, Mike? Podbean's good. It's very good. It's the host, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, but it's my birthday weekend. Happy 42 to me. Uh, it would have been better if the Colts were going to the Super Bowl. But I guess, you know, the Bengals going not too damn bad. So, like I said, we'll delve into that just a little bit here. Uh, but a couple things to note. Shout-outs to a couple of former Pledge Brothers of mine at Ball State University. Uh, one of which was Van Bruaney. Uh, firefighter down in chirp chirp yeah, mm-hmm. uh, firefighter down in Indianapolis. Um, I think it was about a week ago. Um, uh, he uh, he was in a house that was on fire on the east side, as you know, the best side of Indianapolis, just scenic. Uh, he's putting it out. I think it was on the second floor, and he fell through. And uh, he's he survived. He's okay, but he got like second degree burns on his wrists. He singed his ears a little bit. Kind of a scary situation. They had to take him to the hospital. He's okay. He's recovering. So, Wes, my hat's off to you and uh, all your firefighter brothers and sisters out there, policemen, EMTs, anybody that goes out and does something dangerous to save our lives day in, day out. But, uh, I and could... linemen. Yeah, linemen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, your grandpa was a lineman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's the superintendent. So, if we get Snowpocalypse uh, 2022 later this week, I mean, yeah, they're going to be pretty freaking busy. We'll talk maybe more about that here in a few moments. Yeah, uh, Hazel's birthday's on Wednesday, so. Yeah. Everything's happening this week. I know. Lots of stuff. I mean, this is one of those shows where, like, it's bass in the boat, just jumping in, mm-hmm. jumping in. Uh, the other Pledge Brother, uh, <laughs> the other Pledge Brother uh, that I want to give a shout out to is Jared Nissen. He's a former roommate of mine, actually. He's uh, getting remarried. He proposed to his girlfriend not too long ago. So Mazel Tov to you and the eventual Misses. Is she Jewish? Uh, I don't think she is. I don't know. I, I've never met her, um, but it's, it's nice to see that he and her are going to uh, make a go at it and. Uh, the wedding thing so hopefully we're invited and we won't fly down to florida we'll just drive we'll just drive down and and if we're, if we can't make it down we'll just we'll just uh, send you a gravy boat so that's that's what you do right no not a gravy boat crock pot crock pot oh god yeah crock pots are much better than gravy boats mm-hmm. because you can make soups you can make chilies you can make stews you can make gravy you can make anything with a beer crack cheese pot. dip. Beer cheese dip. Like a whole four quart oh, beer cheese dip. Yeah, just great stuff. It would be perfect for game day. Yeah, and uh, it is kind of sort of game day because it's uh, conference Sunday, conference championship Sunday. Uh, the Rams and the uh, 49ers are about ready to kick off for the NFC championship, but the AFC championship just got done. And congrats to Who Day Nation, the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't just end a 31 31- year playoff drought where they did not have a single playoff win for 31 years they've won three freaking games they're going to the super bowl that's awesome yeah uh moving joe, on what's that <laughs> <laughs> moving on like i said you're just so excited about it um i'm a little crappy right now uh, just a little bit but they, they won in overtime against the chiefs in kansas city that's pretty cool uh, I am immensely jealous of the play of Joe Burrow. This guy's just a cool customer, Joe Cool. You know, that's Snoopy's alter ego. Don't call him Joe Chill because, you know, Joe Chill killed Batman's parents. 
Uh, but Joe Burrow just cool under pressure, especially again. He's getting his ass kicked in the first half. Uh, but he just he he doesn't make stupid plays. He's got a quick release. I mean, he's just he's really fun to watch. And the Bengals have a very special player. In I there. guess that's the only person with a quick release that's really fun to watch. <laughs> And it was just kind of weird to watch uh, Patrick Mahomes, though, play like an idiot at the end of that game because he... He, mu- he has not been able to throw to any players. Like, they, they've just been on him. Yeah. He was he was um, dancing around, but, like, it was just like, if you get in the field goal range, you can just tie this or win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but or he could have won it with a, a touchdown, but he kept just dancing around, and it was just, like, weird considering how uh, cool he, under pressure he was against the Bills last weekend. But very cool stuff for Bengals fans. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bittersweet uh, day for the city of Cincinnati. Uh, not that he's from Cincinnati, but uh, Howard Hessman, uh, 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 Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP, passed away at the age of 81 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was having colon surgery, so uh, pretty bad. But um, our, our you know thoughts... Prayers, condolences to his family, but that was just a fun sitcom to watch, and it was something that got me wanting to go into broadcasting when I was a kid. When I would watch reruns of WKRP, no way in hell they could reboot that show today because that would imply that radio today is fun. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah. not that they got everything accurate with WKRP, but I mean, there was just a sense of oh, radio can be fun, and you know, uh, there's some other things I can get into later. But yeah, it's just it's kind of a bittersweet day. For the city of Cincinnati. Well, I was telling you about this earlier. I was singing the WKRP theme song at work today. What? And you didn't even know? Uh-uh. Nope. And last week, okay. before it was announced that Meatloaf died, it was on Thursday, uh-huh. I was just in the house saying, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <sighs> yeah, the universe is talking to you. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a celebrity that turned 92 today. I'm not going to say this person's name. Mm-hmm. Don't say that person's name, but... Because I'm afraid for this celebrity. This is a celebrity that I like who's 92. Don't. Nope. 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 Yeah. That's kind of weird. But yeah, WKRP was a big uh, favorite of mine growing up. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, remind me in two weeks. uh, Because I think the show will wrap up then. But to go on a big, long rant about how bad the narrative structure of the book of Boba Fett is. Mm. Yeah. uh, It's almost like... A fifth grader tried to put together a show with action figures. That's how it's been. I, Ouch. Yeah, and it's very. I'm, I don't want to spoil the good rants. I want to see. I'm, I'm pretty much hate watching this show at this point. And it's it, not like my mom watching <laughs> anything. Oh, he's so stupid. Oh, boy, you watching? Oh, watch nothing else is on. Uh, but yeah, it's um. It's like her with um. Not whose line is it? Anymore. No, no, yeah, it's uh, 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 who wants? Uh, let's make a deal. Yeah, the, that game show. She that, can't. She, she can't stand. Watches that. She can't stand Wayne Brady, but she watches it because there's like prizes, and she likes to guess the prize. See, you're belching like a some bitch over there. <laughs> but she maybe I should call in to work tomorrow. Yeah, I'm Sorry, bel- belching I too much. <laughs> belching too much. Yeah, but that's, I poop too much. That's kind of it's kind of weird that people would hate watch stuff, but I'm doing it just because. Uh, Life's too short for that. Well, yeah, but if you get home late from work and you got an hour or so to kill, you're watch just like, something you like. Eh, well, there is. You're not winning. There is something I could watch. I'll get to that here in just a few moments. But uh, speaking of hate, there's a whole lot of hating going on with Spotify. Not from me, of course, because I like listening to free music. It's great. How about you? 
I love it because it's free through my employer. Yeah, you get free through your employer. You can listen to pretty much damn near anything you want except for uh, uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, Neil Young because... Who are they? Well, wow. Uh, Joni Mitchell, famous folk singer from the 70s. Can't be too famous. And wow, Neil Young, who is a great guitar player, a great songwriter, but a little uh, over on the political side of stuff. Uh, he wrote pretty much an ultimatum to Spotify this week saying, hey, look, you can have Joe Rogan, you can have Neil Young, but you can't have both. And he requested to have his music removed from Spotify, which they complied with. And, of course, uh, a couple of other less lesser famous artists, including, I guess for you, Joni Mitchell, have also asked to have their music removed from Spotify. But basically, it comes down to Joe Rogan pushing back on COVID, uh, pushing back on the vaccines, pushing back on Fauci. I don't mind that so much. Um just speak, you know, just interviewing people, giving another point of view. Reminds me of like Doctor Oz, a little bit. <laughs> um, I does Doctor Oz still have that television show? I don't know because I work during the day. No, I don't think he so. doesn't. Okay, I don't know. I know that Doctor Phil's got a show. And this... I have a doctor, and that's all I know. Okay, yeah, you talk to your doctor. You talked about talked about your health, but I mean, it's just it's really weird that celebrities, uh, people are losing their S over Joe Rogan, of all people. I wasn't like the biggest Joe Rogan fan in college because uh, basically he was the girls gone wild guy. You know, give beads to women and they show show their hooters because they like plastic beads. And then uh, he replaced, he and some dude that reminded me of Steve Baldwin, but isn't Stephen Baldwin, they replaced uh, Corolla and Kimmel on the Man Show. And that wasn't as well received as Kimmel and Corolla because those dudes were, you know, buds in real life. Um, but if you were to tell me 20 years ago that I would be supporting Joe Rogan for free speech, not necessarily for his... 20, year ago, 20 years ago was 1980, right? Uh, it almost seems like it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, 20 years ago, 2002, if you were to tell me, yeah, you're, you're, you, would, you would support Joe Rogan's right to say stuff even if you didn't agree with what he was saying, I would have thought it would be nuts because, A... I didn't think Joe Rogan would become a political target, and B, I didn't think people would become so friggin' thin-skinned as they are today. But then what again, what happened? I don't know because I grew up watching The Simpsons and South Park. And, Yo, and, yes, and, yeah. I and, watched South Park when I was ten. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 uh, you would think, okay, you know, we're going to have a sense of humor about stuff. We can laugh at conservatives. We can laugh at liberals. We can laugh at everybody. No, social media has made everybody, you know, just wusses. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, Neil Young asked to have his music removed, and he, I guess he's going to take, like, a 60% hit in terms of streaming revenue, mm-hmm. but then again, you don't really don't make, you really don't make a lot from streaming if you're going through Spotify, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So artists are already kind of sort of pissed off about it, but then again... We're not know, making a dime off of this podcast. Right. We're, we're doing it because we love the game. You're doing it because you love the game. I love the game, and you're doing it because you like to belch into microphones. That's right. So does Lana. Yeah. But I think, you know, and look, there's some songs I like of Neil Young's. I don't agree with him politically, just like I don't agree with Joe Rogan, but I think Neil Young kind of played this wrong. Mm. I think what he should have done was a song like, Hey, hey, my, my, Joe Rogan's a stupid idiot. And Spotify would have streamed it, and it would have made him some money. His uh, gay little song. His gay... That's a South Park reference. That's not a homophobic slur, everybody. No, I, I love the gays. Yeah. <laughs> you do, yeah. I do. You do. You yeah. have friends who are... Oh, what? God, we're sounding like... The, uh, oh, some of my f- best friends are ex. And you know I, what? I could be gay, too, so who knows? I hope not. 
<laughs> Mikey, you always said you're afraid of me running off with Rebecca. I did. I've said that. Mm-hmm. When did I say that? Like a year ago. Oh come on, he, she's married. That would never happen. Uh-huh. Or word it. Never say never. But no, but like going back to what I was saying, because we've got ADD here. You yeah. And me both. Um, As I'm looking around the room. Yeah, Joe Rogan. I mean, he. I mean, Neil Young. If he just said Joe Rogan stupid in the song, streamed it. Joe Rogan was shrugging. Went all right, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's just it seems weird that you have celebrities who were hippies back in the '60s. They were all about you know expressing themselves, and now they are. You can express yourself as long as I agree with you. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Uh, by the way, uh, one guy I want to give major shout out and kudos on this whole thing with is um, he's not directly involved in this, but David Draymond of Disturbed. Because the Down with the Swiss Miss. <laughs> You're referencing the meme from earlier in the I week. I love it. Yeah. Um, he, too, he's kind of got the same uh, stance I do. I mean, he says, hey, look, I don't agree with what Joe Rogan's saying. I'm vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. But I, ex- I support Spotify for supporting Joe because an artist creates. An artist does whatever he does. Okay. He said that. Guess who chimed in and pretty much called Dave Draymond out? Tom Green. Wow, man, I, no, is he even alive? Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, no, it's uh, Sebastian Bach, formerly of uh, uh, Skid Row. He goes, man, I would rather side with Neil Young than a stupid podcast in his twit, tweeter, or Twitter, <laughs> his tweeter. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I, I think What do you the, have in your mind? Uh, <laughs> apparently... Tweets, uh, but no. Well, you didn't. Yeah, you got what? Oh, I'll talk. More. Maybe I'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Because, uh, but remember, Sebastian Bach does not do stage intros. No, he doesn't. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Oh, okay. But but he basically was calling out Draymond for supporting a podcast over a rock star, and he goes, "Hey, listen, I don't agree with Joe, but I support him. Just like, hey, I I don't agree with what Neil Young did, but I do love his music." And he actually called Skid, uh, uh, Sebastian Bach, you know, his brother. Uh, he, David Draymond is far more diplomatic than I would have been in that situation because I probably would have called. He's chilled out from all the Swiss Miss. There, yeah, that must be it. All the Swiss Miss he's doing backstage. Um, I pretty much would have called Sebastian Bach a dickhead. <laughs> you know, because he kind of has that reputation as a dickhead. Oh, and, tell us. Yes, uh, this is my Sebastian Bach story, and it. What's unique about it? is that I never have actually met Sebastian Bach, but I have talked with his handlers. Okay. And Sebastian Bach... What is he, a snake? Uh, he might as well. He's too big to be a snake. He's a, he's actually a pretty tall dude. Taller like for, than you? He might be maybe an inch or two taller than me. I think he's like 6'4", 6'5". Wow. Nice. Thanks, babe. Um, but he's got kind of a reputation of being kind of, you know, childish and, you know... He get he gets into arguments with people, kind of like a lesser successful Axl Rose, and he got kicked out of Skid Row because he and the bandmates were butting heads, and this happened like God twenty odd years ago maybe. Um, but uh, a, a few years ago, when I was at the old place, I was sent out to do a stage intro at a club here in Fort Wayne that's closed and reopened like half a dozen times. Nice. Yeah, um, but I was you know it's it's Sebastian Bach. You know, there'll be like a hundred people there, and it's just nice to get out and get your face in front of the crowd 
to do the stage intro. And Gas Man's, you know, telling me, okay, you know, you promote the station this, promote the station that. And so, you know, I get there and I talk to you, you know, the stagehands and, you know, all the people that handle things. Okay, okay, okay we'll get you ready for the stage intro. And then uh, about 10 minutes prior to all this, and remember, this isn't a, a high-selling show because this isn't Skid Row. It's just Sebastian Bach, mind you. Uh, his manager comes out. And his manager actually reminded me of Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows because he just looked like this big, fat, hippie type of dude. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? How you doing, man? Hey, you know, is, things coming out. But, hey, listen, I just want to tell you, and it's nothing personal because he's like this in Los Angeles and New York, okay? Uh, but he's definitely like this in Fort Wayne. He's definitely like this everywhere. Uh, but uh, he doesn't do stage intros. I'm finding this out after I've been waiting for like half a friggin' hour to do this. And he's just like, I'm sorry, man, I apologize. And of course, I'm like, okay, that's cool, it's cool. But I was on the way back, I was thinking about the... This. No, you called me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about this, though, on the way back home because uh, Gas you Man... called him a dickhead. I was thinking about, man, what a dickhead. But uh, <laughs> Gas Man, when he was in Milwaukee, actually got to go up on stage and introduce Metallica. One of the biggest bands ever. You know, and he actually got to meet James Hetfield. He actually got to meet Lars Ulrich, and he said Lars was all right, which, you know, he's got a reputation. But I'm just thinking, you know, here's Gasman in a bigger market with a bigger band getting to introduce them, and Sebastian Bach's got this ego thing where I can't introduce And by the way, Sebastian Bach hasn't had any music played since Skid Row's, like, first big album back in, like, what, 90, 91? And that was when they were touring uh, with, I think, Guns N' Roses on the Illusion Tour. Use your illusion tour. Yeah. So, Dave Draymond, I will take the side of him because he seems like a pretty cool dude. Sebastian Bach, not so much. But again, if you don't agree with Joe Rogan, don't don't listen. And if you like what we're doing, keep listening because we're just all sorts of <laughs> I'm gassy and have a lot of water weight. So. Yeah. Oh, frick. You know, take another sip of Coke there, please. All right, so that's my stance on that. You know, First Amendment, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, Peter Dinklage, hmm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a great actor. I don't know if you know this or not. He's a dwarf. God bless him. God bless him. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's over. I mean, every obstacle when you're that size is going to be huge, metaphorically speaking. Because you're trying to be dramatic and have people take you seriously. And, of course, you're overcoming a lot of stereotypes. And I think he has. He's been in some successful movies, he's won Emmys with Game of Thrones. He's done all right for himself. He carries his balls in a wheelbarrow. He does talk. He has a deeper voice than I do, and he's like four foot five. I mean, he's got an ungodly deep voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would think, okay, uh, with his appearance in Elf, you know, kicking Will Ferrell's ass, which I call the American dream. <laughs> and uh, uh, That's funny. Yeah, and, I've never heard you say that, so and, you're full of it. <laughs> and then there's uh, him playing the giant dwarf. In Avengers Endgame. What was his name? Not. Oh, forgetting it, man. I'm forgetting it. You gotta pull it up. Come on. Uh, that's that's what killing you means. Yeah, it's not Uru because that's the no, metal no. with the magical um, properties. Yeah, Peter Dinklage Avengers. I'm gonna have to Google this, but I, I don't know if he's cool with people joking. Does it start with a D or something? I uh like Miri, Demiri, something like that. What is it? Uh, looking it up. Looking it up. I cannot find it right now. Not when I need it. Uh, oh, Eitri. Eitri. Eitri, yeah. 
But, you know, you, not that I would think that the dude would be cool with being made fun of for his height, but, you know, you would think, okay, he's not uptight about it. But I guess in a recent podcast, he's calling out how uh, the live-action version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves isn't woke enough or progressive enough because I guess they're having a Latina actress play Snow White, but he thinks it's still kind of backwards that there are dwarves in this, even though, like, dwarves have some ties to European and Asian folklore. And so he, I guess Disney's going to have a, a consultant on set to make sure they're not stepping on any toes. And I'm just thinking, there, there, there's got to be a better way of doing that. Once Upon a Time, which is a Disney property, yeah, that TV did, show. It, did it very well. They had um, What did they do? Well, they just had men who were shorter in stature, mm-hmm. who were shorter than, um, oh, what was her name? Jennifer Goodwin, who played yeah. Snow, Snow White. White. Yeah. So, again, she's, I don't know exactly how tall she is, but right. they had her, and then they had all those actors right. who were shorter than her. And, of course, it's green screen, so it's kind of, eh. But they did it so well, and I didn't see them as dwarves or anything. Right. I just saw them as, like, you know, a group of miners. Yeah, like, much like, uh, much like uh, you know, I look at Peter Dinklage, and I go, okay, he's a dwarf, but I don't think of him as sleepy or bashful or anything stereotypical. You I think just, of him as Peter Dinklage. Because yeah, he's made a name for himself. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, uh, Brad Williams, who is a dwarf himself, he's a comedian. Hmm. Uh, he was like, I thought you were talking about Brad Garrett for something. No, Brad Garrett's not a dwarf. That dude's say, like six foot six at least. He's a tall ass dude. Uh, but Brad Williams, the longest butt crack in the bar. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he wins that bet easy. <laughs> um, but Brad Williams was interviewed about this, and he goes, he goes, I kind of get it because you don't want to be a stereotype at the same time, man, because it's an old cartoon, right? Hmm. But he brought up something very interesting. Snow White and the Three Stooges. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that. Is that oh, a thing? Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, my God. i got to watch this now. Let's Snow go. White and the Three Stooges. we got to look it's that good. up. It's good. we got to look that up. Oh, we should totally rent that tonight. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I am very intrigued. Yeah, you should watch it. Um, but he said, uh, you know, there should be a twist in this. Instead of her hooking up with the prince at the end, this is Brad Williams, the comedian's dance. She should hook up with one of the dwarves because you think about it, and this is his point of view. Hopefully, it's not sleepy. No, <laughs> that was fast. Um, but uh, his take was okay. These guys are their own boss. They own their own mine. They have their own house. Like these guys are self-made miners. They're mining diamonds. Like these guys. It's like a fraternity. They're a fraternity of rich dwarves. You know, basically making bank for themselves. They're the adults. <laughs> they're they're preps. These dwarves are prep. Well, no, his thing was like the prince is a prep because he's uh, living off of that "don't you know who my dad is" type of mentality. So Brad Williams, being the comedian, having a little fun with this. Okay, there's some stereotypes with dwarves, but here's what these guys are doing in the movie, right? Mm. And you know, I think Peter Dinklage is taking this too serious. Does that make any sense? Like I, that's that's how I kind of. I like Peter that. Dinklage. He's I do. My book. He's, he's I'll all, let him he's, have a pass. Yeah, he's he's great. He's a great actor. But I think he just needs to let this go. So that's another Disney thing. But like he just has to move on because he's got other things to do. He's going to have like be Peter Dinklage and other things. Yes. There you go. Hell, I mean, he could be, he could be a narrator for any well, documentary ever. He's got a great voice. Oh, he could be the next Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I don't think he would touch this documentary, though. Um, I, I um, recorded a couple I of... I Am Sebastian Bach. I Am Sebastian Bach. Oh, God. No one's... 
You know who's going to voice uh, voice that uh, docu series? Who Patton Oswalt? <laughs> oh yeah, he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Bobcat Goldwyn. He used to be the singer for some Skid Row. You remember Eighteen Alive? Yeah. Uh, Actually, that would be pretty suitable for uh, the time. Oh my god! Uh, so. Yeah. 18 in life! Um, <laughs> no, this docu-series, I, I saw a story linking up on this, I think, with New York Times. I saw on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. But uh, it used to be the documentary as a concept was just like, okay, it's a Sunday afternoon, you're watching two bugs mate, and you pass out. Uh, then like can oh my gosh it's like my childhood <laughs> we watched the like the nature channel all the time yeah, was the... it discovery oh now it's all like everything's got a documentary but like like i think the first big one that stands out in my mind as a kid was like seeing ken burns the civil war mm. which is very well done that was a long ass documentary it is it's in several installments <laughs> and it's those guys I hate them so much. Oh yeah, South Park <laughs> spoofed it because I mean that because it was a cultural touchstone and and like but he does so well because you know there's no video of the Civil War. It happened in the 1860s. It's a bunch of still pictures, paintings, news articles, voice narration, and he does it very well. Mm. But now everything. If you own large exotic cats, now you get a docu series. You know, it, it, not everything's historic according to documentary filmmakers. Um, but one docuseries was... Uh, well, that it, means we're going to be extinct soon. Uh, probably. Uh, but one docuseries that's on A&E is uh, about uh, how dark and dirty Hugh Hefner Playboy is, was. Wow. Are we really surprised? Uh, I, I guess it's alleging that, you know, sexual abuse, some bestiality, some all, and all these former playmates talking about it. And, of course, I'm just thinking to myself, well, gee, how's Hugh going to respond? He's dead. You know, it's... <laughs> It's a little too late to uh, jump on how terrible of a person Hugh Hefner is. It's like spitting on his grave. Like, it that's, is. That's whatever. <laughs> and, and look, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm a dude. I've seen Playboy. There's hot chicks in it. But let's be honest. But you read it for the articles. You read it for the articles. It was an intellectual mu magazine. Or at least Hugh Hefner made you think it was or something. But I mean, that, that's been kind of the problem with the Me Too movement. It, you know, because they're like ribbons, hashtags believe all women no if, if somebody gets sexually assaulted they have to stand up and fight back as scary as it is because as i said before i know somebody who at a young age was sexually assaulted and she took matters into her own hands let her parents know let the school officials know and they were able to take care of it right off the bat yeah. you know and you know it's it's just kind of weird that okay we're now doing instead of trials with living people or doing docu-series with dead guys. And, you know, there was a little bit of that when I was watching the, the Jeffrey Epstein docu-series a couple years ago on Netflix. It was well done and showed what these girls went through. And I'm glad that Je Giselle Maxwell is in prison and uh, hopefully doesn't have somebody commit suicide on her. Um, but, you know, again, you, you almost have to just, like, get out and do it immediately because the statute of limitations runs out and then you're just left with lawsuits, hints, allegations, and all that fun stuff. But I don't know. I, I taped a couple of episodes, but the more I think about it, man, it's like, you know, I really don't want to watch it. But everything's got a documentary. I mean, what's the stupidest documentary you've seen? Mm, give me a second. Keep talking. I'll keep talking. <laughs> just, just, yeah, we'll come back to it. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Definitely not the food that built America. No, That's it's entertaining. As it's that. entertaining. It's it's a guilty pleasure. I mean, it's, it's informative, but like the acting, 
you, you can tell that these guys are like, this is my big break. I get to play uh, the two brothers that screw up the Oreos thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we invented the Oreo, but we called it Hydrox, and then the lawyer stole the idea from us. So we're stupid. And called it something else better. Yeah, they called it something else better. With and the help of uh, Hershey. Hershey. Oh, yeah, he did. The lawyer was a scumbag, but he won. Mm -hmm. um, He's a pretty good lawyer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's an evil good lawyer. <laughs> uh, Adolphus Green, that was him. Adolphus Green, that's right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of evil, China. Uh, they uh, Apparently, there's been some censorship issues over there with movies. And I don't know how this didn't come to light uh, sooner. Maybe it was because of the passing of Meatloaf, because Meatloaf was in the movie Fight Club, which, of course, was about... Uh, the narrator pretty much, spoiler alert, being Tyler Durden and starting up this anti-capitalist guerrilla group that at the end blows up a bunch of buildings. Well, at the end of the version in China, as soon as he shoots himself in the mouth and, like, uh, Marla, you know, his, his you know, special lady friend shows up and they watch the buildings explode, they cut away from that and they go... Hints by Tyler Durden led to this arrest. He was in an insane asylum for until 2012. Like that's the Chinese version of it, because they don't want people to act against the law. No one in Hollywood has said a damn thing. This is like a small article in passing I saw on Twitter earlier this week. Do they have uh, bars of soap nailed to their wall? <laughs> in China, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they uh, they have slave labor make soaps for them, fight club soaps. I don't know. But I've yeah. never seen Fight Club. You've never seen it? It's it's entertaining. Mm. And, but I don't think it's as deep as they want you to think it is. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's fun to watch Brad Pitt pretty much make fun of Brad Pitt. Because that's what his role in the movie is. But as far Listen, as... Listen, all right. You're going to be playing yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if Quentin Tarantino directed Fight Club, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, China is censoring films and not a peep out of Hollywood. Not even a hashtag. Man. Mm. Have you come up with a documentary yet? No. Mm. <laughs> no, my mind's blank. I'm sure there's something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's really interesting documentaries? What? Stuff about, like, Batman, the animated series on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, those are really interesting. Like, like behind the scenes on your favorite television shows. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, and, and that one, it, it was pretty good because, uh, you know, not to get too nerdy here at the end of the podcast, but... Uh, Time for a big old tree. Yeah, not, like, the yeah, the 90s, in the 90s, up until, like, 92 or something, like, daytime cartoons, you know, you, you weren't allowed to punch people, and you had to have, like... Did the spiders live? Yeah, like, Super Friends. Like, I guess there was a scene where, like, Small Robin pushed, like, he was shrunk for some odd reason, pushes a spider off the table, and the network sensors were like, is the spider okay? Whereas, no, he's dead. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, Batman the Animated Series is like, look, the Burton Batman's out. Look, Frank Miller's doing stuff with Batman. Let's make a darker version. And I remember distinctly watching that show going, Jesus, this is different. Like, like you know, I grew up watching Indiana Jones. I grew up watching Star Wars. There was always kind of that element of danger in those live-action movies. And then you watch cartoons, and it's just like... None of the G.I. Joes or Cobra guys were hitting each other with their laser rifles. But here's Batman kicking bad guy ass. It's awesome. That's a great way to end a podcast, right? Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening for that to that rant. And uh, we love you all. And we will see and talk to you. No, we won't see you. Who we can. We'll talk to you later. Bye.
stay out of my face. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlive. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live. 